Stop the Lord Almighty. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? No. Who can stop the Lord? Yeah. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? No. Who can stop the Lord
you know, faith isn't to be just sort of this private thing that we just kind of keep inside and walk around with. Faith is supposed to be something that we shout it from the mountaintops and from the rooftops and that everyone knows that guy believes in Jesus and that lady believes in Jesus and that student, that high school person believes in Jesus and that these children believe in Jesus because they're, they're walking in a way that proclaims his truth wherever they go. Can we be a church that does that? Praise God. Amen. strong and I've been broken within a moment. I've been faithful and I've been reckless and deceiving. I've held everything together and watched the shadow. I stood tall and I have crumbled in the same. Faithfully 
My name is Ed Gish. I'm one of the elders here. And before we do communion, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my story. I grew up in a home where right was right and wrong was wrong. And we had a number of uh, good memories growing up. I went fishing, uh, sailboat racing, um, duck hunting. My favorite was the beach every summer in Florida. Uh, but there were times when um, they motivated me with shame. And so I learned if I was going to be like my hero, my dad, that I was going to have to come up with some oughts, I better, I should, and I, I must. So I worked my way to the top in trumpet, top in track, Eagle Scouts and other things, while I was working my way down in a sense of low value and low worth. And I felt alone. I can remember um, it, it, my parents uh, uh, had a real respect for the Lord. They wanted me to do the same. And so they dragged me to Sunday school. Now, going to school was, was great, but going to Sunday school was a different story. And they, I can remember going down those steps into that room, making a right-hand turn, and into a, into a room of unfriendly kids that were uh, uh, not very nice. And I just uh, would sit in my chair alone. I felt alone. A friend of mine who had been changed by Jesus Christ uh, shared with me the gospel, shared with me the four spiritual laws. And here this church-going kid <laughs> heard for the first time, it's like, it's like the lights came on. I am supposed to personally receive Jesus Christ in my life. And my, my heart was going, my heart was racing because I was hit with truth. I knew that I wanted Jesus. I really didn't think that he wanted me. So... Uh, the French physicist Pascal said, there's a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man that can only be filled by Christ. And so I started for a month of just spending time, having quiet times. I did not know Jesus Christ. Having quiet times, devouring any kind of spiritual control I could get just so that I could kind of come up with some, it has to believe the Lord. <laughs> and I can remember the night, like it was yesterday, where in the privacy of my own home, I was... Uh, I was drying my hair, and you can use your imagination on that one a little bit. But I was drying my hair, and I prayed to receive Christ. I wanted him on the throne of my life, and I knew that he was coming for me. And so that was the most pivotal day in my life, November 14th, 1971, and so I can call it my good hair day, okay? <laughs> But the bottom line is something shifted. Something happened in here. My heart started to become whole. And some of that stuff was just kind of falling off. The God-shaped vacuum, God touched that. So my, my purpose in life is very clear now. It's really kind of simple. <laughs> you know, below all the responsibilities that I feel in life, below all of that, it's very simple. My purpose in life is to walk with Jesus Christ and help as many people, encourage as many people as I can to do the same thing. That's real simple. And I can be in my favorite, uh, my, my favorite chair, my, my prayer chair, by myself or on the track training for racing and not feel alone. And I invite other people into my life, my buddies, my audience. And by the way, these are great people. And if I can be insulting, if you have a brain, go and get, get to know them. I'm not kidding you. Um, I invite them into my life to, as part of my journey to encourage and help, help 
me. I mean, even Lazarus, raised by the Lord Jesus Christ, had to have his friends to help unwrap him. I mean, I, I, they helped me. Okay? So I have chosen, I've exchanged oughts and shoulds and betters and musts, shame. I've exchanged that for a walk with Jesus Christ. And I've exchanged the aloneness, the aloneness for walking with him and walking with others. So open up the elements, and you can take that right now, and then I'm going to pray for us. While you're opening that, I would like you to consider just asking the Lord just silently, but while you're opening it, just say, Lord, is there anything you want to teach me about how I can more obediently obey the scripture that says, may the eyes of my heart be enlightened. May the height and depth and length of the Lord. Can you communicate that to me today? Now I'm going to ask you if I can be so bold as I just pray for you. I want to ask you just to pray this back to Jesus, okay? Not to be too pedantic here. But I want you to thank you for something, a few things. Say thank you, Jesus. That you will never leave me. You will never forsake me. You did not leave me as an orphan. You came as a father running to me. You've indwelt me. And you've adopted me. And you've called me into fellowship with you. Please help me just to walk that out. you and others in Jesus' name. We love you. Blessings. Burn with a flame of fire, consuming all for your son's holy name. And with the heavens, we declare you are our king. We
your voice, lift your hands. Stay. 